השיעורים on Pesach, on the mitzvahs of Pesach, have so far included the positive aspects of Pesach. For example, Sipo Yitzias Mitzrayim, Achilas Matzah, reclining the night of Pesach. Today, we will begin with the beginning of the Mesechta, and perhaps the introduction to the laws of Pesach, the first Mishnah in Mesechus Pesachim. The Mishnah says that the eve of the 14th of Nisan, Arla, Abbasar, We have to do the Bedikas Chametz. Of course, we're all familiar with the procedure of how we go about doing Bedikas Chametz, but we will try today to learn the deeper understanding of the reason and result of Bedikas Chametz. Rashi on the Mishnah says, Arla, Abbasar, Chametz, in order not to transgress the Isur of Bayira Bayimatse. A person is not allowed to have Chametz in his possession to own Chametz over Pesach. In order to be sure that a person does not over Chametz, a person should search for it and obviously remove it from his possession. Now, if a person did not know at all that he had Chametz, so he would search for it. Of course, if he knew where the chametz was, he doesn't have to search for it. He just can remove it from his possession. So the Mishnah is talking, uh, presumably, about chametz, which he doesn't know. And for that, he's supposed to look, search for it, and therefore destroy it. Now, what would happen if he did not look for it? And he did not know the yet chametz? Generally, this is what we would call misasek. A person who is misasek is less than a shogeg. The Torah says if a person brings, if a person does an Avera, a certain type of Avera, let's say Chilul Shabbos, he does Beshogeg, he brings a Karban. But the Pasuk says, Asher Chataba, and the Gemara explains Pratla Misasek. A Misasek is exempt from this Karban. A Misasek isn't just that a person forgot. A person wasn't aware of the circumstances. How exactly is Misasik? We're not going to go into the details of Misasik in general. Suffice it to say that the person is not aware of the circumstance. He doesn't know exactly what the situation is at all. Now, if a person doesn't have chametz, doesn't know that he has chametz, that would seem to be Misasik. This question was raised by the Nesivos. The author of the Nesivos wrote another sefer on Psachim Mekarchaim. And that sefer, he pointed out that it seems strange that Rashi would think a person should do B'dikas Chametz because of Bayi Rabbi Matzei. He says it simply should be Misasek. Rabbi Kiveger, in Tshuva, in the beginning of Arachayim, quotes this and proves from here that Misasek is an Avera. It's not that Misasek is just completely exempt from everything. He, in a way, it's true, he is exempt from any punishment. But the Avera is there. There is a Maisa Avera in Misasek as well. And therefore, a person should search for Chametz in order not to be over Misasek. Reb Chaim and others felt that this position was really untenable. They felt that there's no Avera at all in Misasek. When the Torah said, that it's a p'tur of carbon. It's not just a p'tur of carbon. It's a hafkar from the Maisa Avera. It's not considered an Avera at all. The person didn't do it. It was somehow done by itself. But he had no awareness at all. It's not considered that he did it. Reb Chaim brought rise to this. One of the rise that I heard 
from Reb Chaim is quoted, is mentioned in Kovach Shiurim on Psachim. Reb Chaim Vasaman discussed the concept that if a person ate B'mis Asik, so we say you are Chayev. The Gemara in Kedusha and other places says that if a person eats Chalavim, eats tray for food, even if he's misasik, he is, it's Aser, because of Nene. So the Ravid in the end of Psachim discusses the question of eating Matzah without being aware of it, and that's misasik. Now if by misasik Bechalavim is chayev, baby misasik bemitzvah would be yotzei. But Rebbe Chanan pointed out, how can you at all infer anything from misasik? According to Rebbe Kivayger, misasik is a maisa So therefore, you could say that it's a maisa and therefore you could say it's also a maisa mitzvah. Just you don't get the reward, or somehow you don't get the punishment. But if you learn like that it's a, a, a afkar, then how can you learn anything about mitzvahs from it? If you learn that, it, the like Reb Chaim would learn, that misazik means the action was not done by you at all, then you could infer by mitzvahs also, if a person's misazik, he did not do the mitzvah at all. According to the way the Rebbe Kivager learned, by misazik I did the avera. So you would say the same thing by a mitzvah, I did the mitzvah. So therefore, Rebbe Chanan, and I said it's famous name Rebbe Chaim, totally rejected this premise that there's a Maisavir of Misasik. So therefore, we have to go back to the question. So why do you have to do B'dikas Chametz, according to Rashi? Why would you be over So it really could be that there is a distinction between an Avera with a Maisa and Avera without a Maisa. You see, we said Misasik means that you didn't do the Maisa Avera. But that's true when the Avera is a Maisa Avera. When the Avera is to do something, like to be Michal Shabbos, a person uh, cut something and he didn't realize that it was Mechubar, so he didn't realize at all what he did. He wasn't aware of what he did. That's Misasik. I like to give an example. If a person is really unaware that their light goes on in his refrigerator. He never knows, but it, it is a fact that the light goes on in the refrigerator when he opens the door, but he's not aware of it at all. I think that might be misasik. So, that is in the case when we're looking for Maisa And I say a Maisa of misasik is not considered a Maisa But when there's an Avera of Sheva Altas, it was Avera of just not doing anything. Here, the Avera of Bayu Rabbi Matzei is a lav she'embo ma'aseh. A person received a lot of shalach maras and purim. That's certainly permitted. And he did not, he put it all over the house. People brought in shalach maras all over the house. He didn't know where it was. And on Pesach, he's totally unaware of having chametz. There, there's, it's not a question of ma'isa avera. It's a question, the fact is, a, a physical fact is, Chametz in his house. So maybe in Sheva test that we would say Misasek is really an Avera. It's only in a Maisim Avera that we say Misasek is Pater. Of course, one could say this is exactly what the Torah told us. That the Torah told us a special mitzvah of Yera Elecha, Ba Yimatzei, to tell me that 
you, person not only should not have chametz, but you have to make a an effort not to have chametz. You have to do something about it. For example, like the concept of tashbisu means to destroy it. So perhaps you really even have to look for it. In any case, Rashi thinks the reason you do bedikas chametz is because otherwise we're afraid a person could be over by Rabbi Matzi. Tosfos, of course, in the beginning of Pesachim, asks the question in Rashi, but it's true, the Bodek, the Gemara says, Tarek Shiyavatil. You have to have Bitul Chametz as well. Now, this year, we'll not go into the various opinions, and there are many, many various opinions and details of exactly what Bitul Chametz means. Whether it's like Rashi, like Tosfos, or the Ramban, all kinds of different theories exist exactly what Bitul Chametz is. Whatever it is, we'll just use the generic word of Beetle. Right? Tosu says, Habodek Tzarech Sheyivat, he quotes the Gemara, that you have to do Beetle Chametz. Now, once you do Beetle Chametz, the person is not offered by Rabbi Yimatze. Whatever Beetle is, whether it's a Kiyum, not a Kiyum, whatever it is, a person is not over by Rabbi Yimatze if he did Beetle. So, why would Rashi say you have to do Bidika? You could do Beetle. You have to do Beetle. So in as much as you have to do Beetle anyway, you're not going to be over by Rabbi Matzei. So what's the point of Bidika? And why does Rashi say that Bidika is needed not to love by Rabbi Matzei? Well, the simplest explanation for Rashi would be, and many, many Rishonim have raised the question and tried to explain according to Rashi, why did he say that Bidika prohibits by Rabbi Matzei? Because Beetle could also do it. So the Ran, for example, gives one explanation. Yeah, you're right. Tosfus is correct. According to biblical law, either one would be sufficient. Or Bidika or Beetle. Because it's true, Bidika itself would work, and Beetle itself would work. So when Rashi said to you do Badika in order to to uh, prohibit, make sure you're not over by Rabbi Matzei, that's true. You can do Badika and you're not over by Rabbi Matzei. The Chachamim said, even though you did Badika, you should do Beetle. And the Ran quotes the Gemara later on, because we're afraid that a person will find a good piece of Chametz and somehow will have the proper intention and the, well, we would really call it the improper attention. He wants to keep it. He looks at it and says, Ay, chaval, I just found a good bottle of whiskey. So, and he would be over. So that's why the Chachamim said, Bidika is not sufficient. You should also do Beetle. Because if you do Bidika and Beetle, then even if you find Chametz, you are ready with Mevatel that Chametz. So, uh, let's say you would be, uh, whatever the opinions of a big tool, I said, we won't go into it, but you're not over by your Abba Yimatzai, but really Midaraisa, you could do either Bidika or Beetle. But, and Chachamim said, even though you did Bidika, you should be, do Beetle. It also seems that if a person does Beetle, he should also do Bidika. Even though we said Midaraisa, one of them is enough. But nevertheless, a person should do both, Beetle and Bedika. Rashi emphasized the concept of Bedika. So the Ran again points out that really there is a Hashash that a person will not have proper intention 
for Beetle. Beetle is a Dover Hamaster Laleif. Now that question itself exact is a question to discuss what Beetle really is. When I say it's a Dover Hamaster Laleif, I mean it's up to the opinion of the person who is a question of what his real intention is. According to Tulsus, I could argue if that's true. But let's say according to Rashi. Without going to the very details, Rashi says, Beetle means I nullify the chametz. Not that I'm mafkir the chametz, but I nullify it. I consider it as if it's nothing. I consider it as if it's ether. Ether is ashes. Afar is dust. When I say, I say it should be hefker like afar. We also say that the Ramban uses the phrase that it's like afer, the afar. What's the difference really between afer and afar? Afer is something that was changed. It had one type of existence and was changed into ashes. Afar is a static condition which I just don't own, or I don't want to own, I don't care about. Rashi emphasized the concept of Aether. A person actually changes the chametz, the, the, whatever that chametz is, it turns into Aether with his own machshava, with his own thought. This, of course, is something that's muster lalef. That's up to you. Do you really mean it? You don't say it out loud. Le- you don't need to say it out loud. It's something that a person does before Pesach, in his own mind. What would happen if a person really would not have the proper intention for it? He says, he can even say the words, but they have no halachic validity if he doesn't mean it. So in order to make sure that a person isn't over by Rabbi Matzei, Rashi said, Badika is the best way to not to be over by Rabbi Matzei, because with Beetle, although I do tell you to do Beetle anyway, but I'm afraid that Beetle will not be done in the proper manner. In any case, we've learned that Rashi learns that you should do B'dikas Chametz in order to make sure you're not over Bayer The Rambam seems to have the order of Tosfus more than Rashi. In Perik Beis, of Hilchas Chametz Matzah, the Rambam says the mitzvah is Hashbasas Chametz. And then he says a very, very famous Rambam, and there are different ways of reading the Rambam and different ways of explaining the Rambam. We'll read the standard text in front of us and the standard explanation. Perak Beis, Halacha Beis. Umay hashbasa zuamor batara, he sheyevatlo belibo v'yachshav oso ke'afar. The Rambam thinks you should be mevatal in your heart, not by saying words, it's not hefker, it's bitl balev. It seems like Rashi. So really, that's bitul. Hashbasa is bitul. But then in halacha gimel, the Ram says, sofrim, but medivrei sofrim in the Ramam is always a problematic phrase, but here it could mean midrabanan. Medivrei sofrim. What we call Badikas Chametz is a Drabanan. Midaraisa, it seems to be the preferable way is to do Beetle. But you have to do Badika. The preferable way is to do Beetle. But you do Badika as well. But according to the Rambam, it seems that the Bidikas Chametz it seems to be also because perhaps you didn't have the proper intention for the beetle.
Now we've learned that according to Rashi, you do bedikas chametz in order not to be offered by your Abayi Matzeh. But what would happen if you do find chametz in Pesach? How does that, how does searching for it mean that you're not offered by your Abayi Matzeh? Well, in a very pragmatic explanation, we would say if a person checked for chametz before Pesach, so he got rid of all his chametz, he didn't find it. But unfortunately, and many people have come across this situation once or twice in their life, that despite all their best efforts, they found chametz in their house on Pesach. Now, if you did bittel, I understand you're not over by Rabbi Matzeh. But if you did bedika, it seems to be that you would still be over by Rabbi Matzeh. So, how could Rashi learn that bedika would mean that a person's does B'dik in order to make sure he's not over by Rabbi Matzeh, but still, it doesn't prevent it. You could find Chametz on Pesach. This would lead us to the conclusion that if a person really did not find Chametz, did, did find Chametz on Pesach, he's not over. You don't say he's over. Lemefreya. You don't say he's over because he had Chametz until now. If now he is aware of the Chametz and whatever, he wants the Chametz, then we would have to think again about what to do. But if he only did Bedika, it seems that it would be sufficient and he wouldn't be over by Rabbi Matzeh. Why would that be true? So, really, one could continue the argument I said before and say, really, this is really Misasik. Once a person did everything in his power to look for the Chametz, get rid of it, so at the end of the day, it's called a Misasik. Rishonim relate to this issue, and the Ran in Psachim, that first Ran on the first page of Psachim, says, according to this opinion of Rashi, Mikaven Shebadak Yotza Yedei Chavasa, V'im Shema Yimtza Achakach Luska Yafefiya, Yivarena Lealter, Shelo Tomai Lemefreya Avar Aleha, Lesa. Rashi said that the Torah told us to do Bidika, and once you fulfilled your obligation, you're f- finished, you've made sure you're not over by your Rabbi Matzei, unless you find a very good piece of Chametz and Pesach that you want, so then you have to get rid of that immediately. But he said, you're not over the Mefreya, because the Torah relied on Chazakos. Now, the Torah relied on Chazakos is definitely a, a factor that we know in so many cases. This Chazaka that we're talking about is a person can rely on a situation where he does not know of any change in the situation. We have a Chazaka that there's no Chametz in this house. Once you've checked, it's, there's a Chazaka. For example, in the morning, I put away my tzitzis, my talis this morning. My tzitzis are kosher. Tomorrow morning, according to strict halacha, when I pick up my talis, I don't have to check again to see if the tzitzis are kosher. I can make a bracha even without checking. Why? Because yesterday was kosher. I know yesterday that the tzitzis were kosher. There's no reason to assume there was a change. So the I can make a bracha on the tzitzis today. I checked my house, there's a chazaka that there's no chametz, the, the checking of the house, the bedika, created a chazaka that there's no chametz, so I don't have to think that there's chametz in the house. Now, we generally know 
that Chazaka is a case of Suffolk. I don't know what to do, so the Torah told me to rely on Chazakos. Here, but, and, and if I do rely on Chazakos, so, then afterwards you found out that something was wrong. Do you have to do tshuva? Obviously, I'm not going to blame you too much because you relied on Chazakos, but nevertheless, is it considered an Avera? For example, unfortunately, there are many examples in the laws of uh, Nida, there are examples where people can rely on certain halachas, and later on they find out, unfortunately, that the situation is not the way they understood. So, how do you relate to that? You have to do tshuva? Is it considered an Avera? The Torah relied on the Chazakas. We know, for example, that the Torah relied on Rov. Theoretically, if a person has three pieces of meat in front of him, and two are kosher, and one's treif, so he's allowed to eat any one he wants. And, but later on, if he finds out that the, he ate the one that's treif, so does that mean that he has to do tshuva? It's true the Torah told him what he did is permitted. But nevertheless, at the end of the day, did he do an Avera or not? Each case, of course, would have to be judged separately, and it would go into a long discussion that is not going to be uh, fit into our time schedule. But here, the run did take an opinion and say that in our case, a person is not over by your Rebbe Matzei if he did do Badika properly and and some Chimala Chazakas. Rabbeinu David in Psachim says something similar, but there's a nuance, a difference between Rabbeinu David and the Ran. The, in the Rabbeinu David it says, Habedika motziyaso midei isu b'roya b'yimatze me'acha shebada kefi kocho. Bedika removes all possibilities of b'roya b'yimatze because a person did the maximum. And then he goes on, Shalonitna Torah lemalachei asharis. An interesting phrase. The Torah was not given for angels, the Torah was given to human beings. In other words, we have to do the best we can do. If you do the best you can do, then the Torah can't say Yechayev. This might lead us to honest. It's a, considered a person did everything he possibly could do, but what happens if he can't do any better than that? How could a person be punished for doing the best he could do? We're not, we're only human beings. So this might be considered like onus. Anyway, we've learned that according to Rashi, it would seem that a person's over by Yerah by if he doesn't do Badika, and of course if he has Chametz. But once he does Badika's Chametz, by definition, if he does it properly, he cannot be over by Yerah by because even if you find Chametz, so then you might have to do Bittal then. You might have to destroy it burn it, but you're not over by Rabbi Yimatzai. Unless, maybe you somehow will not burn it right away, you'll want to eat it, whatever it is. But that's Rashi's opinion. That the reason you do B'dikas Chametz is in order not to be over by Rabbi Yimatzai. By the way, the tour paskins that you are over by Rabbi Yimatzai. If you do B'dikas Chametz, and at the end, you find Chametz on Pesach, the Torah says, you're over. The Bach on the Torah says, this seems to be against Gemara, against Rishonim. When the Gemara says, the Gemara says, because but if not Da'atolayu, if a person doesn't intend it, so he is not over by Rabbi Matzei. 
But there is an opinion that you're over by your by Matzei Limefreya. I'd like to continue with the opinion of Rashi, but before we do that, we should point out that Tosfus learns the purpose of the Bdika is different than Rashi. According to Tosfus, since a person must do Bittul anyway, so what's the purpose of, of Bdika? And he says the purpose of Bdika is of a Gezeva Shema because perhaps a person will eat Chametz on Pesach, even though you did Bittul, but nevertheless, a person is used to eating uh, regular food. When you say, for example, uh, uh, trefa food, really trefa, like chaser, a person is allowed to keep chaser. You don't have to, there's no dinner by your matzah. So, Tosus explains that a person is used to the fact that he doesn't eat chaser and he won't eat it. But since a person is used to eating a piece of regular cake, he'll wake up in the middle of the night, go to the cupboard, and find a piece of, 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 of cake, and he might eat it. So in order to make sure that you don't eat it, bitl itself would not be sufficient. Therefore, you have to do b'dikas chametz. So there's a machlokas, Rashi and Tosis, why you do b'dikas chametz. So according to Rashi, you do it in order not to be over by your by matzah. And according to Tosis, the reason you do it is shema yavol achlo. Rashi seems to explain a number of points in the Gemara based on his understanding of B'dikas Chametz. Later on, the Gemara says that on Daf Yudam at base, the Mishnah, there's a Mishnah that says there could be B'dikas Chametz at different times. Rabbi Yudah said, Bodkim or Abbasar, B'yadalat Shachris, U'bishas Habiyur. According to the Tanakama, Rabbi Yudah B'dikas Chamet should be done at night, but it can be done in the morning, and it could be done even at the time of Biur. The Chachamim in the Mishnah say, if you do not B'dika the night of the 14th, you could do it on the 14th. You, if you did not on the 14th, Yivdok B'Sol Chamoed. The simple explanation, I think most people would learn, Yivdok B'Sol Chamoed, Moed means Pesach, you could do B'dikas Chamet on Pesach. If you did not do B'dikas Chametz on Pesach, you should check after Pesach. Now, why should a person check after Pesach? What's the point? So Tosus explains that the point is B'dikas Chametz was, was instituted in order to make sure that people won't eat Chametz. Now, if you, you should do B'dikas Chametz on the night of the 14th, but the entire week of Pesach a person should be careful to do B'dikas Chametz if he didn't do it earlier, to, again, to make sure that he removes the Chametz from his possession, he won't eat, that he won't come somehow to eat it. But even after Pesach, you should not eat Chametz that you had on Pesach. It's true, it's a Dinder Rabbanan, it's a Knas Rabbanan, that a person cannot eat Chametz after Pesach, Chametz She'ovar Alav Pesach is Osir, but even because of that Din, a person should do B'dikas Chametz to separate the Chametz that he's allowed to eat after Pesach from the Chametz, which he's not allowed to eat. Rashi, on that Mishnah, gives a rather unusual interpretation. Rashi says, according to Chachamim, if you did not do B'dikas Chametz the night of the 14th, or the morning, Yivdok B'sel Chamoed, 
what's Psocham Oed? I said, I think the simple Pshat would be Psocham Arunyantif. Rashi, unusually, says Bishah Shishis. Shehu Moed HaBiur. At the time of Biur is called Psocham Oed. And what's La'achar HaMoed? Rashi says, Mishay Shosu Lamala Achetichashech. From the afternoon, after Chatzos, until it gets dark, until the night of Pesach. So according to Rashi, the Dida Batikas Chametz would only be until Pesach. Why would Rashi learn differently than Tosfus? Why would Rashi use the Pshat to translate the words of Besoch HaMoed within times of the 14th and not learn like, like Tosfus? So Tosfus himself points out that Rashi couldn't learn like him. Because if the entire purpose of Badikas Chametz is lo lavar then you would not have to check after Pesach. After Pesach, there's no more Bayi Why would a person have to check after Pesach, do Badikas Chametz after Pesach? If you say the reason is because of Bayi then it would only apply in order to pro- prohibit you from being over Bayi which would be on the 14th. Interestingly enough, at this point, Rashi, the Rambam seems to say one thing that's different in Rashi, even though we pointed out that Rashi, that Ra, the Rambam thinks B'dikas Chametz is a Drabanan Beetle and Beetle of, of, uh, the B'dik, the Beetle he learned like Rashi. In Perik Gimel of Halacha, of Hilchas Chametz Matzah, Halacha Dalit, the Rambam says, Halacha, I'm sorry. Paragimel halacha, the Ram says if a person did not do B'dikas Chametz the night of the 14th, he'll do it the 14th in the morning. If you didn't do it 14th in the morning, you do it at the time of beer, you don't do it at the time of beer, you do it the entire Yantif. Not like Rashi. You do it the entire Yantif. However, the Ram continues, if Yantif goes by, you didn't do B'dikah, you do B'dikah after Yantif, in order to destroy the Chametz that was over all of Pesach. So he learned on one hand, like Tosfus, that the, the you do B'dikas Chametz after Pesach as well. So it would be strange that the Rambam learned like Tosfus when he learns, he seemed to learn, like Rashi, the concept of Bitol and B'dika. But if we read the Rambam more carefully, in Halacha Vav, the Rambam said, when you do B'dikas Chametz after Pesach, you don't make a bracha. The bracha is on Pesach. The bracha is on B'dikas Chametz before Pesach. On Pesach also a person would make the bracha, but not after Pesach. So it seems that even though the Rambam thinks you do B'dikas Chametz after Pesach, it's a different reason completely. After Pesach you do you do the B'dika in order to make sure you don't eat the Chametz Shavar of Pesach. But it seems that within Pesach you do the B'dika in order to stop of course, there is another, there is yet a machlokas between Rashi and the Ramam, that according to Rashi, the B'dikas Chametz is only done before Pesach, and not on Pesach, whereas according to the Ramam, B'dikas Chametz should be done on Pesach with a bracha. But, in any case, the, the B'dikas Chametz after Pesach would be a machlokas between Rashi and Tosfus, whether there is such a concept at all. The Rambam and Rashi would both agree that after Pesach, there's no real point of B'dikas Chametz except for that special halacha of separating the Chametz 
Sha'avar of a Pesach from regular Chametz, but that's not the same Bedikas Chametz we're talking about. The proof is you don't make a bracha. The Bedikas Chametz you make before Pesach is in order to make sure a person's not over by Rabbi Yimatzei. Whether that could continue on Pesach itself is a machlokas between Rashi and the Rambam. So basically today we've learned the opinion of Rashi that Bedikas Chametz was instituted today. It actually fulfills a daraisa, not to be over by Rabbi Yimatzei. If a person did B'dikas Chametz, according to many Rishodim, he cannot be over by Rabbi Matzei at all. And therefore, this B'dikas Chametz can only be done before Pesach.